0: All right, ladies and gents, welcome back to the studio today. I know it's been about six weeks since you last saw me here in the studio, but actually, I've been in here every day for the last four weeks, day and night, recording my new stock market course, which is going to be out very, very shortly. But let's talk today about what is going on in Europe and the UK because things are not looking good. In fact, I would say that the UK and the the EU are pretty much screwed at the moment. They're still trying to say they're not in a recession and everything's fine. But I think you and I know the truth here. And if you're wondering why I've got newspapers out on my desk here, no, I don't have a subscription or anything like that. But what I actually noticed last week when I started getting back into the news a little bit, because I've had to catch up on everything, and it's amazing what is actually transpired in the last five to six weeks, quite shocking actually, the sheer uh, acceleration that we're seeing with you know, all, these, all these things and all the forecasts that, that we've made. But one thing I noticed, a pattern, and this has been going on for a few days now. If you remember about nine, 10 months ago, I said the stages with this energy crisis and the cost of living crisis, and I outlined how they're going to do it and how they're gonna normalize it. Well, one thing they're doing now if you look at all these newspapers, I know it's upside down for you, sorry, but if you look at all these newspapers, they're doing what we talked about nine, ten months ago. So they're starting to do these infographics. You can still, you can see here this lovely little infographic, lovely designs, and they're telling you how much all the different appliances are so that why do you think this is they're bringing it to the forefront so you know ah hold on well that costs that that costs that maybe i should cut down on this in order to save money on my electricity see this is the plan they're going for they want to educate you on how you can save electricity or not necessarily how to save right now but they want to let you know well this is what this costs this is what that costs ready for the next phase so what is the next phase this is where they're going to start this campaign around right you need to reduce all of your energy because of russia and ukraine the cost of living crisis global warming although they don't call it global warming anymore after well we know it's happened in the last couple of years climate change they call it and all these esg mandates is all part of this bigger picture so what are we seeing on here well it costs you 10 pence if you're in the uk per minute to have a shower. So if you're one of these people that loves to have an hour long shower, not me personally, but I do know people that do, it's saying that's gonna cost you six pounds for a shower. So if you have a shower every day and you're in there for 30 minutes, that's three pounds a day. That's almost 100 pounds per month just for showering so why it was quite funny actually if you saw one of the German ministers what did he say he recommends people Germans stop taking showers and instead you have a what do you call it a douche or something a douche cloth I don't speak good German so I don't know what that what he's talking about but I'm guessing that's some sort of a you know a face cloth or a flannel and you, you, you you know you clean yourself in that way or whatever to save money and save energy when Actually, we knew this was going to happen to Germany. We knew Germany and France, what did I say a few months back? These are the two countries that are going to pull the EU into a deep recession. Why? Because we talked about energy input costs. Energy is the input. Energy is the starting point of everything. With any economy, not just any economy, any business, any household, it's the energy input costs that are key. These are the crucial Things. So as soon as the energy starts to get cut, well, how can an economy run the way it needs to run? It can't. So, of course, they need to go to plan B. And actually, the ironic thing is, I remember back in, I guess it was 2012, period, maybe just a little bit before, when there was all these plans and proposals to create new energy sources at the time new uh, oil storage and gas storage and all, all this other sort of energy, nuclear and everything else. And what do the politicians say? They said, no, 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 it's too expensive and it will take 10 years to get here. We'll talk about irony because if it was arriving right now today in the UK and in Europe, it would stave off a lot of these problems that we're now having. But instead, we're deep in all of these problems. Now, there's loads I want to talk about today, so I don't want to just sit on this energy issue but what i did want to show you was just how they're preparing you with all this now in fact i've highlighted a few things on here so let me just talk about a couple of these points and then we'll go on to a couple of other things that i want to mention it's funny as well between each newspaper i don't read newspapers i only just grab them for research but it's funny when you look at one newspaper and you look at the other they're obviously owned by different people because one is completely polarized this way, the other's polarized that way. But I think one thing's quite clear is that quite worryingly, it looks as though Liz Truss may be the next prime minister of the UK. And I say that loosely, I know some of you love her. That's up to you, your business. For me, anyone that says British men, you know, as young as 18, should go over and fight against Russia, right? Anyone who says that, to me, uh, I'm always going to be a little bit standoffish with them and then when those men get captured and there's all the war trials and stuff, she's none of my business not my problem as the foreign secretary but but either way it looks as though she is going to be the next prime minister and i've been looking over some of her plans and reading what is she saying that we should do in order to get out of this crisis and she unfortunately she's being backed up by professors Ooh, the professor word came out Uh, An economic professor, top economist, they're using headlines like this. And they're always talking about, oh, the tax cuts and things and public finances. They use the word public finances so that you think, oh, it's your money. No, no, it's really what they should say is government finances because it's government. It's not public finances. The government takes your money and puts them into the government account. Can you dip into that government account as the public? No, of course not, it's controlled by the government. Oh, so funny. So what are they saying then? They're saying that we need to do something substantial. They're not saying what? Substantial now to stop the Eurozone, to stop the UK falling into a recession. Well, sorry to tell you guys, the professors of economics and former chancellor here, we're already in a recession. We've been in a recession since the 1st of January this year. But it's just that they're deliberately trying to say we're not. It's not going to make any difference whether they hold it off and whether they say we're not when we are, you're still in a recession and you're going to have the consequences of that. So they're talking about here the 10% or 10.1% inflation rate. Oh, no, Neil, you're crazy. We'll never hit a 10% inflation rate. Well, now they're talking about 13% next month. In just a few weeks' time, 13%. And some of these forecasts go all the way up to 18% for UK inflation rates. Now, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying some of these forecasts are going up to 18% on UK inflation. This is why I'm saying that the UK is screwed. You guys are in big, big trouble. Uh, same with the EU, EU is probably gonna be, uh, end up worse because of the Euro and the, the weakening Euro because of the DXY hitting the emerging markets now, the dollar, is, everything is just a nightmare that's going on. We've also got interest rate rises coming through, more rises, um, somehow they think that's a positive thing for the economy and growth hold on how can these people think rising interest rates are good for growth no that reduces growth anyone knows this this is just basics but what rising interest rates are good for is holding off inflation or reducing inflation more specifically but the good news here is charging your phone is just 0.4 p for an hour or charging your laptop is just three pence. So no matter what, ladies and gents, the good news is you'll still be able to tune in and uh, watch these videos. So good news there. But if you like your cup of tea like I do in the morning, well, you might want to rethink that according to these newspapers because that's costing you a lot of money. So you should cut back on your tea and coffee. Yeah, like we're going to do that. So here we've got another professor of economics. Ooh, big words, fancy title. And he is advising Liz Truss and he's proposing lower VAT rates to offset the big tax rises, as well as a few other things because he's saying that by keeping rates low, here we go, this is going to help to stave off inflation. No, it's the opposite, unfortunately. And this is a sort of, intellect we're dealing with at the moment so it looks like liz truss's plans and again i am going heavy on this because i do think she's going to be the next prime minister i think i don't know when it's announced it's about a week's time now i do think she's going to be announced uh, rishi sunak he gambled he you know tried to kick boris out he made that gamble having his website already set up months before for him to be the next pm <laughs> oh embarrassing um he gambled and i think he's lost that gamble now liz truss She's a front-runner for We Know Who, the WEF. It's obvious they're going to put her in place. It's it's completely obvious. And she loves war. Uh, She loves war. She not only wants war with Russia, but now China. If you remember the video I put out a while back, she wants to deal with China. And she thinks we can do it. Um, Yeah, you might just want to look at the uh, military numbers of both countries there. But what else have we got? Well, they're talking about more tax cuts and the like, and this is going to cause growth and the like. This is from Professor Patrick Minford. Again, uh, fancy title here. And he's saying in the short run, everything should be paid for by borrowing. Our government can borrow at rock bottom interest rates with distant payoff dates. Well, not exactly. That's not how the debt works. It's not long, long into the distance you know, future interest rates, a lot of it will be on shorter terms. And more borrowing is probably the worst thing that you can possibly do, because more borrowing, this is how the inflation's got here in the first place. It is the borrowing, it's the expansion of the currency supply, which has caused the inflation alongside the supply chain breakdowns, which is the breakdown in the labor pool, the the global labor pool, as low as $2 a day. And it is the breakdown in the energy, so all these expensive energy. Now, I did just want to talk about that a little bit more because it's baffling to me, but it's pretty obvious what the problem is here. The problem is the food prices that are causing the inflation. It is the fertilizer issue and the crop issue. And it is the energy costs that are coming through combined with too much currency creation. So you would think logically and rationally, they would say, okay, Let's just get this fertilizer coming in. Let's just deal with that fertilizer. No, they don't want to do that. Why? Because it doesn't fit the agenda. Okay, so that's that one out of the way. Next then is the food. Well, maybe we can buy food from other countries. Well, kind of yes, kind of no. They're all having the same problems and there's lots of drought, there's flooding. So there's a lot of issues there. And um, it is funny because someone was saying yesterday. I was just watching something yesterday, and they were saying, "How can the whole world have a global drought? Where's this water just gone? It's just vanished. Every country has a has a drought." No, that that's not how the the, the water system works. This is a enclosed ecosystem. The water doesn't just vanish. It goes somewhere. Maybe if it's very cold, it will go back to ice caps. If it's very warm, you'll see melting, you'll see sea levels changing or you'll see a lot more clouds and water and flooding in some countries, droughts in others. You ask people in Pakistan right now if they're having a drought, I think they'll tell you that they're they're not. Same with other countries, you look at Australia, there's a lot of countries... They're having a lot of flooding and issues right now where there's other countries that are having droughts and heatwaves. So the water hasn't just disappeared, but that's a, a side note. My point is you would expect them to deal, the, the politicians, with the, the problems here. So if they're not going to deal with the, the food and they're not going to deal with the fertilizers and everything else, okay, fine. Deal with the energy then. Deal with the energy input. No, they don't want to. They would rather not get gas and oil and everything else, the energy that they need, they would rather not get that from BRICS nations and the like out of morality and morals. And we'll see how long this goes on for. We'll see how long the people of Europe and the UK will will take this. Because I don't think when you hear the numbers I'm going to give you in a second, people will take it. So right now you're seeing price cap, what is it? 1600, something like that in the UK and Europe is is bad as well. So £1,600. Well, they're about to lift that price cap up to £6,600 by around this time next year. Just think about that for a second. We could be going from 1600 And again, it's not a precise math here, but let's just say it's around 1600 up to 6600 within a year. That's £5,000 increase. And people are still not seeing it. They're like, no, no matter what it takes, I want to keep sanctions and not buy uh, energy from any of the BRICS nations because they're aligned with, with Russia and we definitely don't want Russian energy and we don't want to build out all of our infrastructure. No, 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 because, and we don't want to do any of our own energy generation because no, that isn't good for the environment. So what's the plan then? Well, there really isn't a plan. They're going to renewables and they're focusing on renewables and electric vehicles. Oh, everyone needs to get an electric vehicle at 40 grand a piece. Yeah, good, good solution for the poor and the, the middle class people that they can really afford that. And by the way, how is most of that electricity generated for those electric vehicles? Shh, know, don't start talking about that. You know, I've got my EV here. I'm feeling really green. I'm feeling good about it. Don't tell me where the energy comes from. Don't tell me it comes from burning gas and things like that. No, no, I don't want to know. Same with my home energy, my my heating and the like. I don't want to know where all of that's coming from. And then finally, then I did want to talk about loads of news articles, which I've got on my shared screen here, but I don't think I'm going to have time to get into them all today. I want to keep this video fairly short because I know my average viewer has a very low retention rating on, on these viewers these days. Anything over 20 minutes and I'll get less than half the normal view count. So I'll try and keep it short. There's one of the things that I want to talk about. And that is what's actually happening with a lot of businesses. So remember this again, I know I keep coming back to forecasts from two years ago, but remember when I did London Has Fallen, I showed about all the plans and what was actually happening, big businesses getting grants, surviving, small businesses either collapsing, going out of business or getting bounce back loans, which they have to pay interest on. So big business grant, small business loan, which they have to pay back. And I talked about how stage one was the lockdowns to cripple the businesses. Stage two was then putting in lots of rules. Oh, only two people in at a time, all this expensive PPE equipment, and that would cripple the businesses as well. Stage three is to keep everything going so that people are scared to go out into public. And then now we're into stage four, which is all the energy costs. And I just want to show you one thing here because I, th- I think it's staggering. So I found this article today and all of these people getting these huge, these are small businesses. This is 10,000 euros, which is about $10,000 for an electricity bill, just electricity for a period of two months. That's it. That was just two months. And we're seeing all of this. Here's another £10,000 bill, which is now going up to £55,000. Here's another one £10,000 for this bill. A pub has just closed because of the £58,000 increase in costs. Look what they are doing, they are crippling the small business person, all of these businesses are going to go out of business. How can someone pay £61,000 a year? This is ridiculous. It is impossible to pay these sort of rates. Look, t- uh, small tea rooms, all sorts of small businesses that are just getting absolutely crippled. And you can see where these caps are going. Look at it. It's just going up and up. And this isn't the end, this 3500 is going to double almost from that as well. Uh, Another one, this is a business to close, Chip Shop, Fish and Chip Shop, the great British favorite, £5,000 monthly bill here. And it's obvious to me, but most people can't see this. But the problem is that whoever you want to say, the elite or, or whatever, there is only so much energy in the world. And we've got a lot more people than we used to have. They haven't maintained energy infrastructure. And as I've covered on other videos, they've deliberately suppressed new investment into gas and oil and, and other things, electricity generation, storage. They're deliberately suppressing it. And people say, no, they're not, Neil. Stop stop making this stuff up. Honestly, watch my videos. They'll, they will explain all this. There's even meetings that I've covered where they are saying it. You can see the person, their, their lips are moving. They're saying it. They're deliberately suppressing it via finance and not investing into these industries. So what is the solution when there isn't enough energy? Well, certain people are still going to use all of their energy and more, and they're going to use their yachts and their private jets and all this other stuff. But what's going to happen is they're going to offset that with carbon credits and the like. Again, we've talked about all this sort of stuff before. They're going to offset it with these things. And because they're rich and wealthy, they can use all of this energy. It's not a problem to them if energy bills are a lot higher. But the poorer people in society are the ones that are going to get hit the hardest and the middle class who just cannot afford these high costs of energy bills. So this is the way it's moving. I'll get more into this in future videos. I just wanted to get a video out today because there's so much I need to catch up on and get you up to date on as well. All right, well, that's it for today. I will see you again tomorrow. Take care. God bless. See you soon.